Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. So uh, we're coming into this uh, theme of passionate living is what's been echoed out over this church this last few weeks. Putting God first, the call and the kingdom. I feel the call resounding. I feel it compelling. I feel it taking a hold of me. Uh, And so I love this running theme. It really resonates with me. Uh, And so I'm going to bring you a message today, and it's titled The Cloak. Uh, I have a praying mum. Thank God for praying mums. They're absolute game changers. Pastor Melissa is a praying mum. She has partnered with God to set the trajectory of the life of her children in prayer. It's actually so powerful. And my mum is like that also. And I um, was on the phone to her recently. And as I'm talking to her, she shares a vision. She sees me on my knees. I feel like I've spent the large portion of the last 18 months on my knees. I feel like that's a posture of the days ahead, to be honest. It's a posture of humility. It's a posture of surrender. It's a powerful posture. Uh, it's a powerful posture, actually. It's not a weak posture to be on your knees. Uh, and uh, she saw the Lord laying these garments over my shoulders. And the top one was like a golden garment, like a picture of miracles and the wonders of God. And underneath it was a green garment. And underneath it was like a purple regal royal garment because we're under the royal covering of the great I am. Underneath that, the foundational garment was sackcloth and ash. And I feel like I'm speaking to a group of people that understand the reality of the foundation of a life in Christ is sackcloth and ash. And if you know what it is to be in a place of sackcloth and ash, well, it's a powerful place. It's a poignant place. And it signifies uh, repentance and loss and humility coming from the dust and returning to the dust, laying down our will and taking up Christ's the foundation of miracles is humility, is compassion, is a contrite heart. Um, Simon McIntyre, a friend of ours, uh, says that you haven't lived unless something has died in you. Uh, I just feel like there's some people in the room that know the reality of that. I know the reality of that. And I would say you can't fully enter into life in Christ unless you lay down your will, a death to self. The Lord's inviting us to lay down our will afresh, a death to self and a resurrection into the fullness of his life, which is phenomenal, which has no limit. He has no limit. Um, And I would say Pastor Christian is an incredible example, actually, of somebody who knows the reality of sackcloth and ash and walks with a contrition and a humility and a sensitivity to the Lord. Um, but he, he has paid a price and he's known a cost. Uh, and Pastor Christian, I feel like um, the grief and the loss of your recent journey broke a ceiling over you. And for me, it's like an alabaster box was broken in your heart and there is a fresh flow and a fresh pouring out. And I am fully expected to hear more of testimony of the wonders and miracles of God. I, I, For me, it looks like a double portion. It looks like a double anointing. This is the nature of the kingdom. In loss, 
he brings his great redemption. He brings it forth for the kingdom. Um, there's no lack or loss in him. He rejuvenates it. Uh, and I asked Pastor Christian, do you feel like there's an increase of anointing since you lost your brother? Um, and he said, for me, it feels like there's a new resolve to see the fullness of miracles and healings. And I think that resolve is a very powerful thing. And I would say, church, lift your faith levels. I disarm the assignment of familiarity. The assignment of familiarity comes to dishonor and undermine the anointed ones. All of Jesus' life, there was the mockery and the slanderer of the underminer because of the powerful anointing that he carries. Pastor Christian and Melissa, I disarm the assignment of familiarity, slander and mockery in Jesus' mighty name. It is because of the gift that you carry, which is significant for this region. Strings of life will flow from your gift. To this region and disciples will be raised to know the dance and the wonder of partnership with the great I am there will be an increase disciples are coming to learn from you yeah, and familiarity is broken and they're going to come with humility they're going to bow at your feet yeah. not in worship but in humility and in teachability and in a readiness to draw from the mantle which is on your yeah, life amen. which has cost you yeah. your very life can we put our hands together yeah. on the yoke is broken over you, Pastor Christian, and you will break yokes of slavery. You will break yokes of disease. You will break yokes of mental health affliction. You have a yoke-breaking gift, and the world needs it. The world needs it. The world needs it. In Jesus' name. Uh, in 1 Kings 19, uh, we see uh, Elijah, the original move of God, and he meets Elisha, the new move of God. Who knows these are these? there are these transitional seasons. Yeah. It's like God's grace is on this and then it's on that. And we see the passing of the mantle from Elijah to Elisha. And Elijah threw his cloak over Elisha and he effectively ordained him. In that moment and the first thing that Elisha did was he burnt the yoke and he sacrificed the oxen the ministry of his last season God is going to require us to bring all that we have done built and established and put it on the altar we're coming into those kind of kingdom days yeah. the Lord is asking us to bring what is near dear costly and important to us and put it on the altar just as he did Elisha as it was for the saints of old so it is for the saints of today we are not exempt we don't get to have a cushy comfortable reality of Christendom no as it was for the disciples of old so it is for the disciples of today so he put his yoke and the oxen and he lit it up a big bonfire the ministry of the last season the work of his hands the sacred work of his hands and he served his family a feast an offering for the new season perhaps a sackcloth and ash moment of sorts a death of the old uh, and then he left and he followed Elijah and he became his right-hand man uh, the foundation for our ministry life is an altar the foundation for our life in Christ is an altar we are all called to the altar uh, and the rhythm of a life aligned uh, to the kingdom is laying down and letting go laying down 
and letting go. It's surrender, laying down yeah. and letting go. Get good at the rhythm, laying down, letting go, laying down, letting go. Get good at the rhythm. Make peace with the rhythm. Surrender to the rhythm. Laying down, letting go, laying down, letting go. Don't get stuck. Don't get fixed. Don't get territorial or precious about that which the Lord has given you. Laying down, letting go. Laying down, letting go. He calls us into that rhythm. That is the rhythm of the kingdom. Surrender is the rhythm of the kingdom. Uh, I was crossing the car park in my church recently and I coming in to minister in a Sunday morning service and I saw myself wrapped in Jesus' ministry garments like his everyday ministry wear, that simple linen tunic that he would wear. I was wrapped in his garments and I felt protection. I felt a hiddenness. When we represent Christ, we part with him, we're hidden in him. And I'm an introvert, so that sits really well with me. Uh, and uh, I, one of my favourite life scriptures is the Lord clothed Gideon with himself. And I often think the Lord clothed Nat Taylor with himself. The Lord clothed Lynn with himself. It's so precious to know that when we go about our business, when we represent him, we're covered by him, we're in him. Uh, so the Jews of Jesus' day wore two garments. They wore an interior tunic, an undergarment, and a more costly exterior cloak or an outer garment. And the cloak was used not only as a jacket or an overcoat during the day. It's all about fashion for us, but it was actually a statement for the Jewish people. Uh, uh, they would use this overcoat during the day and as a covering to sleep under at night. And by Mosaic law, the outer cloak was an inalienable possession that could not be withheld from a debtor overnight. It was a part of the person. Uh, it was the Jewish equivalent of um, someone giving their word or signing on the dotted line in an agreement. A person was epitomised by their cloak. And the outer cloak would represent the occupation of the person. Their very identity was recognised in their cloak. Uh, and Ange and Justin, even though Ange isn't here, I recognise her alongside you. I would say if I acknowledge your cloak today, it is a cloak of gracious governance. And I see the scales of wisdom on the inside of you both. Yeah. And I see you handling the scales of wisdom with great integrity and humility and uh, completely pure-hearted, no colouring of human opinion. There is such a purity in your both. I, re I respect you both so much. Uh, and I can see the weight um, coming onto the scales. I can see the scales getting given a workout uh, in, in the days ahead and even the days that have passed. There's been numerous loyalty tests um, that you've actually been walked through uh, and sometimes it feels like the fire but actually sometimes it's the sovereign hand of God. I'm, I'm going to test the hearts of my son and daughter. I'm going to test the graciousness of the governance of the gift that I've given them. I'm going to test the scales which I've assigned to their life. And loyalty tests are normally um, somewhat hidden. You've passed through several. The Lord has passed you through, you through fire several times to check the loyalty in your own heart and you've passed, you've come out with shining colours. 
uh, and I honour the gift in you. And I see more weight coming on the scales. I see the increase of weight, but there is no flaw in the chain. There's no flaw in the bowl. There's no flaw in the system. Your heart has already passed through gold. You're more than able. You have everything that you need for the days ahead. I honour the gift on your life in Jesus' name. Um, so, how are we going time-wise? How long have I got? Actually, tell me. Fifteen? Okay, thank you so much. Um, so, when sin came into the world, Adam and Eve immediately realised that they were naked and tried to clothe themselves with fig leaves. But God came and he killed an innocent lamb and he used it to properly clothe them. We cannot redeem ourselves. We cannot redeem ourselves. When we pluck ourselves out of church community and we isolate, we are not being refined, honed in the same way when we're in the community. There is a refining. Iron sharpens iron. Iron sharpens iron. Don't extract yourself from the rhythm of discipleship. Lean in. There is a wind, a drift that's trying to draw people out of community. Lean in. Oppose the wind. Lean into community. We cannot redeem ourselves. We need the community of believers. Iron sharpens iron. And he wants his hand on his sons and daughters gathered in the house of God. Um, sin is all the things that separates us from God. And he's having the enemy's having a red hot shot at separating, plucking out the vulnerable ones from the flock. Uh, and it leaves us naked and vulnerable. And the world tries to tell us that we can make our own cloak. The world is trying to tell the next generation you can make your own cloak. You can pick your own identity like when you go to a candy bar and you choose what you want in the mix in your little cup. It's unbelievable. There is such a swirling, misconstrued deception, undermining spirit of death actually coming at the um, the identity of the next generation. Um, the, the great I am fashioned I identity. We are sons and daughters of the Most High in Jesus' name. Um, if the world tries to tell us that we can be our own person, trust in ourselves to get by in this world, that we can clothe our own spiritual nakedness. And the lie of this world is so that we don't need anything or anybody else to make it in this world, but we can form our own identity, form our own clothes by ourselves. There is such corruption around identity. Um, and Noah's not here, but I'm going to speak a word over him because I actually feel it needs to be a witness to the next generation. Morgan, if you would stand. Ella, if you would stand. Um, just as representatives of your contingent of the next generation, um, Noah has always been a person of influence and a witness to his peers since he was this high. Yeah. Uh, and I saw a picture of a snake shedding its skin. Um, and what this represents is um, the inner man is outgrowing the outer man. And in the last three years, actually, this process has been undergoing this shedding of the outer man because the inner man is growing and becoming more prominent. Um, and a snake sheds its skin because it's outgrown it. Uh, like humans outgrow clothes, a roomier skin layer is generated and the old is discarded. Uh, and Morgan, you too, you're gonna uh, you're gonna shed an old skin, yeah. and you're gonna come. The inner man is gonna become strong, tall, and upright as you are in the natural. So you will be in the spiritual. A young man of integrity and kindness 
integrity and kindness, not swaying in the reed but a stake in the ground, not swaying in the wind but a stake in the ground, in Jesus' mighty man. Um, so the snake loses sight actually during this process, which is interesting. When there's great contention around identity, we often lose sight. We lose a sense of who we are and where we're going. Uh, and But actually what happens, this is so we lose natural sight, so we focus differently, instinctively. We have to dig deep, find in the essence of us. And Noah has found in, in losing sight in the swirl, he has dug deep. And in his inner person, he knows. He knows who he is. Um, now, if the old skin uh, remains, it can harbour parasites. So it's actually so important to cut off the old. Morgan, there is an old skin that you're going to need to separate from, that you're going to need to cut off, that you're going to need to retrain your eyes and your heart towards a straight and narrow path. Because if the old skin remains, it can actually cause sickness to the snake because of the parasites that are in that old skin. Um, and the snake can't be disturbed in this process. And sometimes, listen, you felt like I, I couldn't speak directly to my son because you couldn't actually get in on this process. It was the, it was the process of a rebirth. Uh, and it can't be disturbed or it can lose sight permanently. It can be disconnected permanently. Uh, and in the last three years, Noah has shed a skin, and the nearest and dearest will witness that. And behold the man of God. When I saw him, I thought, behold the man of God. And I remember when I um, prayed over him when he was a little boy last time I was here, I think about eight years ago, um, and the word was, you're not going to go around the mountain, you're going to go straight up the mountain. That grace is still on his life in the natural. But what I sense now is that he's going to go to the high places in God. Behold the man of God that will go to the high places in God. And you're going to witness Ella, the countenance of Moses at times upon him. The anointing is coming upon Noah in a profound way, in a real way. He's going to be drenched in it. He's going to be compelled by it. He has been hidden and covered by the hand of God. But the anointing is going to raise him up and place him on mountaintops and the world will know his name in Jesus mighty name. Amen. You can take a seat. Thank you for standing in for your friend. So we cannot redeem ourselves. We cannot disciple ourselves. We cannot sharpen ourselves. Iron sharpens iron. And in John 15, 22, it says, if I had not come and spoken unto them, they had not had sin but now they have no cloak for their sin. So to put on the robes that God has made for, for them and for us, Adam and Eve had to give up the fig leaves. They had to give up the cheap counterfeit token alternative. And they had to give up their own attempts to form their identity. They had to give up um, self-reliance. Self-reliance is the great deception of the modern-day church. Self-reliance is the great deception of the modern-day church. We sit in our comfortable homes with our Netflix and our cheese and wine and we think all is well in the world, but it's the lull, it's the drift of self-reliance. We cannot redeem ourselves. We've got to get out of the way to get into his way. He's calling us, get out of your way and get into my way. 
uh, Matthew 11:29 to 30 tells us of the nature of God's mantle. This is why I chose it. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He wants lightness for his sons and daughters, not, not turmoil or striving. He wants lightness. I declare lightness over the sons and daughters here today. Uh, so the outer cloak meant more than just the identity of a person. It also represented a person's allegiance and loyalty. It represented surrender and submission to authority. And I want to say, as somebody that's known Pastor Christian and Melissa over 20 years in ministry, that their hearts are aligned wholeheartedly, purely, sacrificially to the kingdom. Thy kingdom come is the mantra of their lives, and I've witnessed it over many, many years. And the fruit of their life is steadfastness, it is humility, it is a pouring out, it is a sowing and preferring others, it is acts of service that cost them many hidden acts of service that nobody will ever know about. Their lives are aligned to the kingdom. Their lives are aligned to the kingdom. And I want to finish with this today. Uh, in the story of Jesus' procession into Jerusalem, the scriptures say that some of the disciples took off their garments and placed them on a donkey for Jesus to sit on. And others began to spread their clothes uh, in the way for the donkey carrying Jesus to walk upon. They threw down their outer clothes. They took everything. They took their identity, their gifts, their hopes, their dreams, and they recognised the majesty of Jesus and they recognised the wonder of the sun entering Jerusalem, entering Noosa, coming on a humble donkey. And they took their garments, they took themselves, and they threw them down along the way. And they made a way for his procession, and they seated them underneath him. They put themselves underneath him so that Noosa would know Jesus, so that Noosa would see Jesus coming on the way. They took the essence and everything of who they were, and they lay it down before him. They were not apathetic. They lay it down. They let it go. They put the best of themselves, the fullness of themselves, and they lay it on the way as Jesus went, as he went along the way. And they would lay it down, and he would journey across it, and they'd pick it up. They'd pick it up, and they'd lay it down again, and he'd journey across it. It was an activity, laying down, letting go, laying down, letting go, laying down. Let, they didn't get territorial. They didn't fall asleep. They kept in step, in motion as he went. They kept in step and in motion as he went, bringing themselves in step with him, making a way for the sun and making a way for the lamb as he came. We lay our identity, our mantle, our cloak, our call at his feet in submission, in reverence and in worship. And I've heard and read that children in Israel would 
lay their cloak down, lay their mantle down in the fields, and they gather the harvest, and they, they bundle it in the cloak that they've been given. They bundle their harvest in the cloak and then wrap it up and they bring the harvest home in their cloak. And the Lord needs us to bring the harvest home in our cloak. There is a harvest assigned to your field, to your sphere, and your cloak matters. No one else occupies the place that you do with your children in your business place, in your workplace. The Lord needs you to bring your portion home for the harvest. He needs you to awaken and to bring your portion home for the mantle in your cloak, wrapped up in who you are to carry the harvest home. I'm going to ask you to stand. And I just want to do one thing before I pass back to Pastor Christian this morning. I just feel like we need to take an act. I feel like the Lord is calling the church back to himself, back into true north, to take our mantle, the essence of who we are, and to realign it, reassign it, and release it, that we will be people that carry the harvest in our cloak. And so I'm going to ask, uh, the team are going to sing this song, and I'm just going to ask you to just do a simple but powerful thing. If you have a jacket, if you have a scarf, if you have a phone or a bag or something that represents you, as they sing, can you join me? I'm just going to simply lay my cloak on this altar. But it's a loaded act. It's a significant act because it reflects our heart that says today, my life, my mantle for your harvest. And so I'm inviting you to come as we sing right now. If you would, in humility, join me in laying your cloak, laying something of who you are as the team sing today. Jesus, all heaven, Lord of heaven, all heaven, Jesus, all heaven, Savior of the world. Mm-hmm.
We lift you high, Jesus. And we release our mantles. We release our life, our gifting, our hope, our aspirations, the essence of who we are. And we surrender it afresh. We return and reorientate to the Lordship of Jesus, the Lordship of Jesus, the Lordship of Jesus. And we claim the fullness, Lord, the fullness of your kingdom in this region, right around the coast, up and down the coast, inland, Lord, the Lordship of Jesus, the Lordship of Jesus, the Lordship of Jesus. Lord, we contend for the Sunshine Coast. We contend for Noosa and the surrounding townships. May Jesus be magnified. Jesus be magnified. Jesus be magnified. Jesus be magnified. Oh, we hail you. We worship you. Worship you. We lift you high over our lives. We lift you high over our will. We surrender our will. We surrender our will. We surrender our will. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Your kingdom come. And your will be done. In Jesus' mighty name. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.